Thank you for listening to In Good Faith, the Central Reformed Church Sermon Podcast. This episode's sermon is titled The Spirit of Truth and is based on John chapter 14, verses 8 through 17, and verses 25 through 27. It was delivered on Pentecost Sunday, June 5th, 2022, by Pastor Stephen D. Pierce. Well, good morning. I invite you to turn to page 877 in your pew Bibles. We're reading John 14, 8 through 17 and 25 through 27. Listen now for the word of God. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A man was pulled over by a police officer, and as the police officer was walking up to the car, he noticed in the back seat there were a bunch of large knives. And so the police officer asked the man, "Uh, do you want to explain to me why there are all these large knives in your back seat? Smiling, the driver said, why, yes, I juggle them. Well, the officer was pretty skeptical, and the driver saw it, and he said, officer, I'll tell you what, I'd be more than happy to give you a demonstration. And the officer stepped back and said, okay, but you better be telling me the truth. So the man got out of the car, and he was on the side of the road, tossing up these knives with great ease, and the officer stood there watching, mesmerized. Well, two older men happened to be driving by, and 
They both gazed in astonishment. The one man said to the other, you know, Bill, I'm so glad I gave up drinking. These sobriety tests are getting ridiculous. (laughs) That's a bad joke, I know. But it made me think about truth and how we get to it. When you hear the word truth, what do you think about? You know, if you were to go to any college or university campus today, I don't know, Old Miss or University of Michigan, uh, if you were to go to Kansas or out on the, on the West Coast in California, you were to ask that question of any student, boy, the answers will vary. Some will laugh at you, some might even scoff, some might look at you with scorn, some might just dismiss you outright, and others will give you answers that would blow your mind, much like the Tonight Show with Jay Leno and jaywalking. Remember, he'd go around and ask people random questions, and the stupidity of people in their responses was amazing. But today, it probably wouldn't shock you to hear that the majority of Americans believe that there are no absolutes. All truth is relative, and you have absolutely no right to peddle off your idea of what is right or wrong on anyone else. I wonder about truth today and if it's fallen on hard times. Past generations of Americans viewed God as the basis of truth and morality. But in a new study, the American Worldview Inventory 2020, it revealed that most Americans reject any idea of absolute truth. 58% of adults surveyed believe Instead, that moral truth is up to the individual to decide. What is your truth? People might ask you. What do you believe? How do you define it? What's your elevator speech? What do you got? You got 20 seconds. Go. Long ago, Diogenes, the Greek philosopher, would walk around with a lamp and he would shine it in men's faces. And he would say, I'm looking for someone who's honest. And then at night, he'd be enjoying delicious foods and beverages with his friends, and he would say, to be honest with you boys, I don't think I've ever met someone who knew the truth or knew how to language it. 300 years later, Pontius Pilate reflected a similar skepticism. There he was at the trial of Jesus, and he asked with, I think, some cynicism, what is truth? But even our own Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Here we are, 89,640 days later, and we're still wondering if these truths are really self-evident. What is truth? George Washington, there was a joke in the USA Today, and there's a cartoon, and he's got the hatchet in one hand, he's kneeling next to the felled cherry tree, and and the line is this, he's looking up at his father and he says, Dad, my teacher says I cannot tell a lie, I cannot tell the truth, and I cannot tell the difference. I wonder if that's where we're at today. I wonder if that's what we're teaching this generation I mean, if we were really to look down inside, right here, what's what's happening here? If we were to examine ourselves or to look at the heart 
what we really believe, to know who we really are, I wonder what we'd find. What's happening here? I wonder if truth is, is hard to find today because far too many people really don't want to find it. Plato said, know thyself, his teacher before him. Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. What's happening here? What is truth? How do you define it? Jesus once told his disciples, hey, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And later he would say, you'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. The psalmist before him said, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. In today's gospel, Jesus promised he would send the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth to teach and comfort his people. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us get at the truth about ourselves and our world. This is the advocate. And in the Greek, the word is parakletos, the one who accompanies and, and speaks for the other. Think of a friend of the court. Uh, uh, think of a representative. Think of someone who communicates those things to you that are true. Jesus speaks of himself as the parakletos and says his disciples know him because he abides in them and is with them. Well, I don't know if you haven't been to church in a while. Maybe you're back after being on hiatus or it's been a few weeks and you've noticed maybe we got red colors here. The pastor's wearing a red stole. Um, it's Pentecost. Pentecost is, is the red colors. We put them out. And this is the day when we remember God's prophecy through the uh, prophet Joel had come true. God poured out God's Spirit on all people, young and old, men and women. And they had dreams and they saw visions. And this was what took place 50 days after Jesus' resurrection. We recall the moving of the Spirit of God among God's people, empowering the church to reach the world right through the doors to continue the work that Jesus started, sharing good news that there is a God of love, a God who's crazy about you and wants to see you flourish. All people. All people. Today symbolizes a new beginning. It symbolizes that celebration of the promise of the one who comes to whisper in our ears, knock on the doors of our hearts, take us by the hand and walk with us, reminding us of everything Jesus has ever said about himself, about our world, and about who we really are. You know, and I think the Spirit wants to do more than anything in your life and in mine. And for those of you watching this um, online, I think the Spirit of Truth wants to remind you that life is good and living it isn't pointless. That wherever God sends us, God goes before us. God is there. We don't go alone because we have the comforter. We have the counselor. We have the advocate. 
the one who comes alongside us to help those of us in our powerless moments be strong when we aren't sure where to find strength. Think of the ombudsman, those who represent people who are powerless with bureaucracies or uh, businesses. Or think of any advocacy group, whether you like it or not, the NRA, or how about the ACLU, or the Sierra Club, or the Center for Auto Safety, or the Drug Policy Alliance. These are all groups that lobby and work hard to represent that organization. And they are there to work and support others in the presence of complex issues and powerful forces. We know that. If you've been paying attention to the news, then you've seen something about Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth II is the first British monarch to sit on the throne for 70 years. 70 years of service to the people of the United Kingdom, the realms, and the Commonwealth. On Tuesday, the 2nd of June, 1953, at Westminster Abbey, the service for the Queen's coronation was held. She was 27 years of age. And she took on these responsibilities. And today, today, Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor is 96 years old, has fulfilled those promises through times of peace and times of war, through intense pain and suffering, through days of celebration and joy. She has ensured that her people have been governed and supported. She remains the constant presence for her people. And not long ago, the same queen said this about the Christian faith. She said, at the heart of our faith stand not a preoccupation with our own welfare and comfort, but the concepts of service and of sacrifice as shown in the life and teachings of the one who made himself nothing, taking on the very form of a servant. Indeed, some might think that being a leader, you're above those who are below you. But when we lead in humility, we understand people's pain. We can come alongside of them, and we can be there for them because we all know that a little love and healing goes a long way. And we all know the importance of someone coming alongside of us when we need it most. I've been spending some time with Bob Saylor. Bob Saylor is um, in hospice care at Porter Hills. Been there the last four days just sitting, holding his hand listening to his breathing, reading his mail to him, saying a few prayers, um, telling jokes that I hope he heard, trying to be a friend, a comforter, a presence. Bob Saylor, if he hasn't already gone into glory, will pass at any moment. But you can't beat someone who comes to you and says, I'm here. You don't have to be afraid. It's okay. I love you. That's what we have in the spirit of truth. 
the one who comes to us powerfully and humbly, the one who pleads our case before the Almighty, where Christ himself sits at the right hand of the Father and makes eternal intercession for all humanity. I don't know if you can juggle large knives or not. But I don't think there's anyone here who's arrogant enough to claim possession of absolute truth. But we do know that truth lives, it breathes, and flourishes in community. In that compassion, it's found in the integrity of human relationships. And in all that yelling of hatred and and bigotry and division and all the violence that comes with them, we know that nothing can ever erase God's love for us and our love for one another. That's truth. That's gospel truth. And later in John's gospel, Jesus will say to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And I hope and pray that that may be the case for each and every one of us here. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. God of power, may the boldness of your spirit transform us. May the gentleness of your spirit lead us. May the gifts of your spirit be our goal and our strength, now and always. We pray in the name of Jesus and all God's people say, amen. New to Central? Since 1840, we have been connecting people to God and to one another through scripture, sacrament, song, and service. We are located on the corner of College Avenue and Fulton Street in the Heritage Hill neighborhood of Grand Rapids, Michigan. We hope you will give us the opportunity to meet you in person soon. To learn more about our mission, ministries, and ways you can grow and serve, please visit our website, centralreformedchurch.org. Thank you.